Hi, my name is Stephanie Pletka, and I'm here to navigate the messy parts of motherhood. I'm a small-town mom of four who took a parenting blog and wrote a book to help moms find the goodness in the hard places, to chase their dreams, and write their story. So sit tight in the carpool lane. You know what I'm talking about, mamas. Comfortable in those yoga pants and get ready to be encouraged. This is the Motherhood Mindset with Stephanie Pletka. Hey guys, I am so excited that you are here hanging out with me today. Oh, we've got a good one on our hands. I hope you're ready to take notes. Heather Petty, she is a wife to David and mom to four amazing humans that are 10 to 24 years old. She loves Jesus, says she is a closet peanut M&M and goldfish cracker consumer. I'm like, hello, (laughs) sign me up. Where have you been all my life, girl? (laughs) I'm waiting on you, Steph. I've been waiting on you to meet Um, you. My goodness. So originally, she's from the Mississippi Delta, and you will totally hear it. She received a BA in communications from Mississippi State University, and she is a certified etiquette consultant. I'm I'm already in trouble. Oh, no. And a life coach. And she helped found the Center for Pregnancy Choices in Meridian, Mississippi, and served as an original board member. Heather's also co-founder of the Meridian Classical Center for Learning a Christ-centered enrichment program for home school families. She has experience in establishing a connection with communities for corporations and individuals using her expertise in public relations. Heather believes that life is a long line of lessons, and in her opinion, it's all about faith and good old common sense. Girl, I am so excited to have you on the show today. So today, we're going to talk a little bit about moving and hard seasons and feeling uprooted. Does anybody ever feel like that? So today we're going to talk to Heather Petty, and I've got a question for you, girl. For women out there who feel uprooted, who've experienced change, and who feel like life is a bit out of control, tell us how your experience of moving cross-country prompted you to help other women. Well, Steph, first of all, I'm so excited to be here with you. You know how excited I am. And we moved about five and a half years ago from my husband's hometown. We had lived there for 19 years, and it was tough, to say the least. I mean, I'm not talking about just tough. I mean, T-U-F-F, tough. <laughs> it was Whoa, that's a big one. <laughs> it's a big one. I mean, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. But moving was my husband's idea, And we sold a business and a home that we had built out in the country. We had some farm animals and we were all content and we truly left our lives behind with this move. And that included family and friends. So it was very, very difficult. During that time, I found myself completely, Steph, lonely and just isolated. Can you relate to that? (laughs) Totally. Yes. I mean, just I I was surrounded by my husband and my children. The children then were four, ages four to 18. And so I had two in elementary school, one in high school that was about to get her driver's license and one that was going back to college that fall. And so it was a complete zoo. I mean, just a zoo. But one weekend, My oldest daughter, our oldest daughter brought home a friend and she was talking about a podcast 
And I'm almost embarrassed to tell you this, but I had no idea how to listen to a podcast. I really didn't even know what it was. I had heard people talk about it, but I really didn't know what it was. And so she told me how to listen. I looked it up on iTunes. And the first picture that I saw was a the cover art of Dana White. She blogs and she also podcasts as a slob comes clean. That's what she goes by. And she has written some bestsellers. So I started listening to her and her voice was so soothing to me and she became like a friend. So I would listen to her while I unpacked boxes. I would listen to her on the way to drop off, on the way home from drop off from school and on my way to pick up. I just listened to her all the time. It was like having a friend with me. And I just said at some point, if I can be the friend to someone this way and this platform that she has been to me, then I want to start a podcast and it will all be worth it. So I started a podcast with my BFF from the hometown that I had left and we got to interview Dana White. So it just all kind of came full circle. And I told, I was able to thank her for being the friend to me that I truly needed at that point. You know, it's amazing how our pain can become a platform of change, <laughs> especially when you're thinking you feel alone, you're the only one, and there's so many millions of people out there. We're just not connecting. We're not talking. And really what we're looking for is community. We're looking for connection. And it can feel lonely. You're sitting in the car or getting ready to go to a grocery store that you've never been to and a Barnes and & Nobles, and you're thinking they need an emergency contact for school or the boxes are just sitting there and your husband, your spouse is left for work and your kids go to school. And it just is like, what do I do next? Our our roots are meant to be dug, you know, into the planted into the dirt and feeling strong. And it can feel so lonely. I love how you said that you came back to Dana White. How cool no, is that? invited her to come on the podcast. It was really touching because when I told her what the situation had been and how I how I learned about her, she just tears started rolling down her face. It was just, it was the sweetest thing to see her and just get to meet her like that. Well, you know, if you, you think about it, when you're podcasting, it can feel, you feel by yourself. You know, you're just a one-man show and you're with a microphone in your closet or on the radio station, wherever you are, and you are saying the things that you feel called to say to help another person because maybe you are two or three steps ahead of them on the journey and you know how they feel, that sadness, that deep desperation. And now you've come back full circle to her and said, look, you were that person to me. You know, you listened to God's calling and look what you did for me. And it not only changed your life, but probably the entire tone of your family, right? True. So true. And and you mentioned the emergency contact and Steph, that was the hardest thing for me. <laughs> it was so difficult because here I am with two elementary age students. And every time I would go to fill out a new form and they would ask for that, the only people that I had were their older sisters. So that, I mean, it just, it was so hard. I just, I cry. I can remember just crying, going in my closet and crying. At one point, I, I tried to keep my sadness from the children because, you know, you want them to be excited about a new place and you don't want them to see their mother crying. But at some point, I decided it was best just to get it out with the older two because tears are healing. 
And I wanted them to feel free to mourn what we had left so that we could all regroup and move on. You know, it's funny you said that. I have a friend, Susan Miller, who started Just Move Ministries, and she has a book that she wrote called After the Boxes Are Unpacked. Anyone who is feeling this way or has moved or any kind of change or a different season or transition, this is the book for you. Run, don't walk to get this book. But she always says you can never move forward if you're always looking back. I know for me, I looked back often. I looked back on the fondness of the place I was before. I probably idealized it in a sense. My heart was still there. And sometimes your friends, they ultimately, at some point, you can say, love you, miss you, need you, you know, online. But after a while, they sort of, you know, let you go because time just kind of does that, right? When you're not with that person all the time, but maybe you haven't been caught by other great friends at your new place. True, true. And I did, I mean, I have stayed connected in a big way, but I'll tell you, I rested on the fact that I know that God positions us where he needs us the most. And at some point, as I mourned, I just would pray for God to use me. I just started praying and I started posting scripture all over the house. And the one that I most referred to, and I made sure that the kids saw and read, was Joshua 1-9. I posted it on the back doors. We would leave. We would see it. I posted it on their mirrors in their bedrooms. (laughs) I mean, I just posted it everywhere. So Joshua 1-9 is, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And another thing, like I said, I played worship music all the time on Alexa, but you're going to laugh when I tell you the other song that I played, Steph. <laughs> what is Are it? Are you familiar with the song Home by Philip Phillips? Oh, and I'm goodness. Not gonna, do you, are you familiar? Yes, yes. You can, that's on replay. Yes, it's oh, amazing. Yeah, it was on replay all the time. No, you're not alone. I'm going to make this place your home. I would sing it for you, but my mother has told me <laughs> never to sing again. <laughs> Come on, Mom. <laughs> I've done it a few times, so don't tempt me. You know, there's also a scripture in Matthew. It talks about how not a sparrow falls from the sky that God doesn't see it. Not a tear is shed that he doesn't capture it. Gosh, that just makes me want to tear up because I think about all those times, you know, it was in the car <laughs> or at a red light or, and you just want to just bawl and just like, God, why? Why do I feel this way? Take this from me. But I think it's, it's like when you're watering the ground to receive a plant for it to grow. I think that's what's happening. I believe that that waiting place, that spot on the journey it allows us to to reset, to re-strategize. None of those spots are wasted. Right. And I truly believe, too, sometimes God puts us alone. He, he puts us in a position to where we will be alone because he is transforming us to use us. And I often think, you know, if I was back in my old life, surrounded by all these this noise and all the people around me I would not be able to hear him like I do right now yeah with all those distractions we have in life and sometimes for me I'll just be like well let's upgrade the kitchen or let's go wash the car something to not sit in my feelings 
you know, to keep things stirred. It's like a bucket full of dirt and water. And the more you stir it, you don't really see the mud. But the more you let things settle, it all kind of separates and you see what you're dealing with. And then that's when you can move forward. So true. That is so, so true. Yeah, we were definitely meant for connection and community. I mean, (laughs) our roots are meant to be dug deep in the ground. And I was just constantly navigating, circulating, trying to figure out where my roots were going to land. And uh, for me, we moved from Georgia to Arizona. And I just, I, I felt all the feels. I felt First, it was, hey, this is so much fun, like a vacation. And you just want to go to all the different restaurants and eat all the things. And and then it was like, huh, we're going to stay here. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Long term. I'm not sure I like this. And then that turned to crying all the time, you know, and looking at the boxes. And I didn't have any excitement to go plan or decorate or anything. And then then the stage of anger, the anger came. (laughs) <laughs> my oh, poor husband, he probably, my poor husband probably didn't even know, like, who, who's going to answer the door when I come home, you know? <laughs> I am very familiar with that, Steph. <laughs> uh, what is the name of your podcast? It is Life Coach BFF Show. Life Coach BFF Show. And, yeah, and tell me we, a little bit about it. Well, I have interviewed several ladies on the podcast. Some of them you're probably familiar with. Leanne Tui from Blindside, the Blindside movie, The Real Life Mom. Oh, yes. Yes. So I like to hear from ladies who are encouraging who are making it happen. Christy Woodson Harvey, right now she has a new bestseller. Uh, a lot of different ladies who have just been successful or overcome situations in life. So that's what I like to concentrate on. We in, we're encouraging and we really like to encourage women and moms of teens. That is a that's a tricky time. <laughs> Well, let me tell you, that's a tough time. You know, when the kids are little, everything is, it's more like about labor, carrying those car seats into Target and 30 pounds on each arm and little kids running out of the car and you're, there's chicken nuggets and water bottles falling out of the van. (laughs) It is crazy. I want to encourage any woman who is in that situation to plan a party and invite everyone you meet, because that is what I did. I'm invited Everybody I met, my husband would laugh. We would be at church. I didn't know anyone. I would meet someone for the first time and, hey, I'm having a party. We're ha- What I did was I planned a wedding reception for Megan and Harry. Remember when they got married? <laughs> yes. And my oldest daughter, we went and picked out a wedding cake, a real wedding cake. And we literally ha- invited everybody that we knew. So that that's one thing that I would suggest that you do. If you're in that situation, don't wait until the house is perfect. Just plan the party because this builds memories in your new home and it helps make immediate connections. Oh, I love that idea. Give me another one. Okay. And another thing that I did that was just really helpful for me is I formed a lunch group. And I know a lot of people will think, oh, that's easier said than done, but it really is easy. It's easier than you think. And if you can't meet for lunch, form a dinner group. 
And that is another situation where as as I would meet women, I would just invite them to be in this group. One lady was jogging by my house one day. I stopped her, met her. Hey, we're having a, we're forming a lunch group. And this group, it's a group now of four women. It was five. One has moved to Germany. But we meet on a regular basis. We try to meet every week and over the span of the last four years we've celebrated everyone's birthday we get together for holidays because you know those are the things that you really miss yeah because people don't know you like you know those new people they don't know you right you know right like like those we used to have what we call grits groups you know girls raised in the south and we would have like these monthly get-togethers and meetings and just laugh and they're the ones who know your inside jokes right and all your stories and raising your kids together Yes, yes. And it takes, I think they say it takes over 200 hours that you have to spend with someone to form a connect, a real connection, a real friendship. Did you know that? I did not. So I better start hanging out in some in front of these girls' doors. and They'll be like, stalker. <laughs> I'm trying to get my 200 hours in. <laughs> well, that that is the word on the street, that it takes about 200 hours. So you could be doing anything. You could be, you know, just hanging out, hanging out at the park or walking. I think walking is the best way to really make a connection with someone to get out and exercise and walk. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even sometimes I've thought of people have called me and said, you know, it's easy to say, find your tribe. How do I find it? You know, and I put in my book, look, there women are everywhere there. They are treasures. There are gems everywhere. You just have to look for them. You know, it's yes. even like you and I were in this, um, like podcasting group together and we found each other in this class and we hit it off so well. I have never met you in person, but we have laughed and talked, you know, we're already, you know, 20 hours into our 200. So I'm already excited (laughs) about that. I've already been invited to your house in Mississippi. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to show up. I'm like, where's my bedroom? Oh, no, honey. I'm in Memphis, Tennessee. We're going to Graceland when you come. Oh, see, I don't even, <laughs> you better uh-huh. give me good directions. I'll be in Mississippi <laughs> waiting on you. <laughs> we're going straight to Grace. We're putting on the sequence and going straight to Graceland. Oh, my gosh. That is so funny. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, people say, where do I find my tribe? And it's like, gosh, at a Bible study, playing tennis, a, a football game. You know, sometimes you have to be the first person to actually just reach out and say hello because I want somebody to just say hey to me when I walk into a room and you feel like oh you know at my any conference I have the biggest thing for me is is when people walk into the room say oh we've been waiting for you because we have it's easy just to kind of get lost in the mix and you're like I don't even belong here you know but just be like girl we have been waiting for you come on in your seat is right here and it's like yeah because us women we love to celebrate right we love community We do. And the best gift that you can give someone else is just to include them. That is the very best gift that you can give. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, we constantly have this text list, my friend Sherry and I, and people are are going, hey, we'll do like yoga in the park. I'm not even a yoga girl, but I got friends who do yoga and they'll teach a class and then we'll just speak for 15 minutes. And it's just a good time to hang out. And people are constantly going, where where's the next thing? What are we doing? So there's there's always there's always women out there. We just have to look for them, right? Absolutely. And women staff have never been as lonely as they are today. 
which is saddens me because, you know, years ago we had quilting bees. Women would sit around and they would quilt. I know when my first two children were really young, we scrapbook. Did you ever scrapbook? You would get together with other women. Yes, I did. That first and second baby got everything and the rest of them got squat. (laughs) Me too. Number three and number four don't have a scrapbook, but oh my goodness. But yes, we would get together before all this internet business and everybody looking down at their phone all the time. We had much more of a sense of community and I would like to see that be brought back. Absolutely. I mean, I loved scrapbooking. It was fun. Plus, you know, we would just get together and we'd drink a little wine and we'd have a little retreat and just, you know, a couple of days of just laughing our heads off about everything and nothing. And, you know, women, we can all talk at the same time and we clearly hear what everybody said. That is so true, Steph. That is so (laughs) true. Well, we need to bring all this back. We need to pick our faces up, look straight ahead and communicate. And I think part of the issue too is that Pinterest, people are afraid to invite other women over to their homes because they fear being judged. Mm. All this social media, people are posting these perfect homes, perfect rooms, and people really don't care about that. They just want to get together. They just want to visit with you. They're not worried about your home. Boy, that is a good point that you made, Heather, because sometimes people may think, oh, well, I need to paint my house first or I need to, you know, get a new couch or look, all you need some good solo cups and you are promised a good time. <laughs> yes, a paper plate and a solo cup. And that's what a good friend of mine, she was mayor of our city at the time and she had a graduation party for our first daughter. And I walked in and it was so funny because she had this beautiful home, but in her kitchen, this was the biggest lesson for me, Steph. She had one of her cabinet doors missing because it had fallen off. A drawer was broken, but yet we're, I mean, she had the party anyway, and we're all gathered around in her kitchen, kitchen, having the best time. Nobody cared. Yeah, we really don't. I think the only person who cares is us. <laughs> right. You know, if we'll if we'll just let go of perfection and be like, y'all just come on in. You know, the, yes, the dog chewed the, you know, end off the, the table leg, but <laughs> that ain't going to stop us. <laughs> right. Let people in. Let people in. Yeah, I love that. Well, in the last couple of minutes, tell me, like, what are your final thoughts or, you know, like, how can people reach you? They can reach me at lifecoachbff.com or on social. My social is at lifecoachbff on Instagram and Facebook. And I would love for them to reach out to me. I would love to hear from you and say hello. Yeah, I am. I just, I, I can't wait to, uh, so I'm going to Tennessee, right? Not Mississippi. You're, no, you're coming to <laughs> Memphis, Steph. You are coming to Memphis. <laughs> oh my goodness. You are so funny. I really, and I really love your tips on how to just really get out there and, and just, you know, th- nothing really good comes from just sitting on the couch, just being comfortable in your life. You got to get out there. You got to get uncomfortable and you have to make things happen. You have to be an advocate for yourself or you're going to find yourself crying six months later and nothing has changed. You have to be, Steph. And, you know, my favorite book is Tuck Everlasting, and it's by Natalie Babbitt, and it's a book about immortality. And I have this quote that that I have it on my personal Instagram 
in my bio. I love this quote. It's do not fear death, but rather the unlived life. You don't have to live forever. You just have to live. And that is from Tuck Everlasting. But mental health is such an issue right now. And with anxiety and depression being so prevalent, people are so busy and wanting to prolong life. And I just want to see people live their lives. Don't spend your life wallowing in the bed, watching Netflix. Get out there. Be the first one to say hello. Make friends. Form a community. Oh, community is everything, girl. I just want to say thank you, Heather Petty. You have been amazing, and I cannot wait till we hang out again. Thank you, Steph. I'm so grateful for you. Thanks for having me. Hey, guys, if this show has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to click the five stars and tell me what you think over on Apple Podcast. You can go to my website at stephaniepletka.com and subscribe or grab a copy of my book, Living Your Best Life or even download the Audible for Moms on the Go. Are you in the Phoenix area? Tune into Faith Talk 1360 every Monday at 4, or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until then, here's to living your best life.